one of those Mondays even though you're hearing this on Tuesday <laughs> you definitely just thought it was Monday they're actually wow. gonna be hearing it on I Wednesday you are gonna wow okay <laughs> I didn't mean from the chat is today really not Monday it's Tuesday as you can tell my update is that I'm unwell <laughs> you're unwell I just because had to handwrite a whole semester. I'm, I'm pretty sure I did this last week too, Maxine. I was like, aren't you excited for your birthday tomorrow? And you were like, it's not tomorrow. It's yeah, yeah. This was a few and years. I was like, yeah, Friday. And you were like, that's just not tomorrow. Oh, yeah. Like, Thursday. <laughs> I have problems. I also I just feel like once I enter this point of my semester in finals mode, it's so hard to keep track of the days. Like, I keep having to double, triple check when my exams actually are because who knows? <laughs> yeah, I feel like my the last my last week has been thrown off, but for very different reasons. It's because my roommates and I ended up going out on a Thursday, and then I thought every day was a different day after that. But- oh, yeah, and second days of uh, Passover totally threw me off with them starting on Thursday night, and I was just like so all over the place. I woke up Friday morning thinking it was Saturday. Like it was, it was a mess. We love a mess. I feel like Libby has the most exciting update though, because she started her new job. Yes. How's it going? My skin is so much better already. Um, I'm working for a skincare company and I'm learning a lot. It's a lot of fun and just really excited for what's to come. That's really all I'm going to say about it because, again, like it's still early, um, mm-hmm. but just really excited to be working full time in a social media role and just working for a company that's so lovely so far, which is the impression that I've received. So that's awesome. Have you been celebrating starting the new job? Or it's are you so funny because that? somebody just sent me a thing for like free wine and immediately like the reason I was late was because I was putting the wine I want in to check out like like we're celebrating (laughs) we need to we all need to celebrate yes definitely we all can use a drink (laughs) accurate (laughs) I'm I feel like my mom now you know like a nice I feel like adulting is like when you can like get into a job you like and then like have a nice drink after work I have not hit that point in my life, but uh, maybe one day. But when you get there, which is soon. We shall hope and pray that these next few weeks go well, so. (laughs) Maxine has this, like, fear that she's not going to graduate. Can, like, everyone please DM and let her know that we'll see her at graduation and prom and whatever other event she has at Brooklyn Law because she's graduating it's actually my biggest fear in these next two weeks with finals that it's not happening something's gonna happen I'm one of my classes like what if I fail you know I see you're a smart girl you're not gonna fail anything I don't 
know, like everyone's talking about graduation. Oh, who's, who was coming everything. And I'm just like, can we talk about this after finals? But then like graduation is right after finals and then it just becomes one big mess. Like, (laughs) even though it's finals, it's like, enjoy the last of those school days because once you enter the workforce, you're like, I kind of wish I was still in school. (laughs) Yeah. I actually don't wish that though, because when classes ended, you had obligations to do homework consistently and when you have work it's like at least you're doing something you like to do mm-hmm. well I hope I'm just so confused right now because with COVID and everything a year and a half of law school was totally remote for me so I really did learn how to study at home so after my 1L year I really like barely used the library at school to actually sit and study um, I would go to like different parts of the school building to study, but I really have not stepped foot in the library in so long. And yesterday something just kind of hit me. I said, I need to just like be in the zone, like focus as if this was 1L. Also like last chance to really take advantage of the law school library. And let's just say I got lost in the Brooklyn Law Library yesterday because I hadn't actually used it in so long not that I haven't been doing work I mean then again 3L like yeah I've been doing work I've been doing work but I've been doing it like at home because I conditioned myself to actually know how to do that at home because of COVID and like being forced to be home but I don't know the past two days I've now spent in the library and I'm exhausted (laughs) is it bigger than a Du Bois library It's definitely nicer. (laughs) And for those that don't know, Marla and I at UMass had this massive library. It's like one of the tallest libraries in the world or something. Something like that, like the tallest library. Yeah, I mean, obviously that's way bigger. Like the Brooklyn Law Library is what, like three floors, but Mm -hmm. it's stunning and actually does get you to focus. So the past year and a half, I don't know. Maxine, do you have any relationship status updates? Enough about law school. People get it. You're going to be a fancy, fancy lawyer. I'm kidding. I love school. I love, I love my career. Um, Maxine is in finals. I am in finals. So that's why I have no makeup on right now for all that can see. AK. I don't think any of us have any on. So but, um, <laughs> uh, my update is that Henry came to my family for the Satyrs this year. And we made a TikTok about it. Yeah, it was actually super fun. Um, it was very natural, you know, like we did the satyrs, like he knew how to do everything. It was just very natural flowing. Um, we were there two days in my home. Um, it was good. We went to shul together. Well, he went, he's out with my dad. I I was there too, just sitting with my mother, Um, but it was a great time. He met a lot of people from my community in like such a short time, but it was, it was good overall. We had a great time. Um, What else? What else? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I guess that's the biggest update is that he came for the holiday and it was awesome. Um, And yeah, it was a good Passover overall. I feel like Passover went really quick this year. Mm -hmm. What What did you guys break Passover with? pasta duh but the restaurant i went to ran out of bread who runs out of bread at the worst possible time you're an italian restaurant that's the one thing you should have so much of is this like it was so mean 
That's, I would be so disappointed. I was so, con- I saw your post and I'm like, you're kidding. But I ended Passover with some friends here at school. We had grilled cheese um, and it was super fun and probably one of the best grilled cheese sandwiches I've ever had. Um, a, because it was amazing and B, because Passover ended. It's a good thing to end it. Yeah, I feel like you, it's got to be like some type of bread. Yeah, like pizza, pasta, bread, something. Mm-hmm deaf missed out on that but I had a bagel the next day no worries I had a bagel the next day as well but my bagel was amazing like I was hoping for a Zucker's bagel and then they closed at 2 30 Zucker's is so hot like they're always so busy but it was like a block away from my last apartment so I got spoiled mm-hmm. oh that's really nice to be that close yeah, so it was like I always got my Zucker's bagels. Actually, funny enough, Jack and I bonded over it, and we used to do these like bagel reviews. And I have all these videos of like us trying different bagels. And we used to like sit outside at this like one spot in Zucker's, and like that would be like the place we would go before he would like go back home. And that was like the iconic like place to be. Now it's like Sugarfish. You love Sugarfish. <laughs> Oh, I die for sugarfish. I don't think I've ever been. I think I've ever been to sugarfish before. That's a problem. I haven't either. That's I also I went a, on a problem. I feel like I went maybe on a date once. I feel like you would remember if you went. So I'm going to go it, with no. Well, it's a really nice spot, right? Yeah, it's like the best sushi ever. Like I can't eat other sushi. Well, I think I remember. I think that was it because I was like so shocked by like this guy taking me to that nice of a place because it was only like a second date or something. But I'm so bad at remembering names of restaurants, so I don't know if I like remembering it because it's the one that I went to, or I'm just remembering it because I've heard of it before. Mm. I mean, Libby talks about it nonstop, so. <laughs> I <do. laughs> Yeah, um, I don't know. I'm a Domo Domo fan. That's my latest sushi obsession. Um, so sorry. I'm so boring. I go to the state. We have like a place near our apartment called Ahi Sushi. And so that's just what I get every time because I'm just like, oh, I know that's good because we always get Yeah, that's it. what I get every time though. So you're not boring. I do the same exact thing. Yeah. And they all know me there. Like they gave me like some sashimi yesterday just because. Mm-hmm. Like they're so nice. It's awesome. That's because so like I met my friend Zusha yesterday actually for the first time in person we've been friends for two years and he's like this big photographer for the Demelios, Ben Stiller, Courtney Cox, Selena Gomez just to name some of the few and I name dropped like I was hyping him up and they got so excited but this guy he's so funny he was like not down to have fish so he got <laughs> Got a cucumber roll. I used to do that. Oh, sugarfish. And then they were like trying to get him to try this fish, and he was like, "All you." Oh, but it was oh, great. That, that like remind. One time I went to a restaurant um with a bunch of my friends, and we like randomly ended up knowing like the host. Like you know when you go and like give your reservation, whatever. Mm-hmm. I like to be fair like I did not recognize him at first maybe because he was wearing a mask I felt really bad but like when I went to show my vax card 
he like looks at he goes oh Maxine how are you and I was like so confused I was like what like hi like yeah you see my name he's like no no like we went to UMass together I was like no way and then I figured out who it was um but he was so sweet and like as you guys know like I keep kosher meat like I only eat dairy out at a non-kosher place and so it was like an Italian restaurant and he was like the sweetest person ever but obviously didn't know that about me because he was having them send over like meatballs and like all this stuff that I can't eat but it was so sweet and like I didn't want to like offend or like make him feel like it wasn't appreciated so luckily some luckily I don't one of my friends at the table like was able to eat it thank god like yeah. they were like I'll take one for the team I'll eat the free yeah. food <laughs> thank you so yeah. much like yeah it was great we loved it and like in the meantime my friend was like it was really good I was like oh, good amazing but like I just felt so bad because I wasn't going to eat any of the non-kosher meat but like for my friend who like doesn't observe that it was amazing. And like, she appreciated it. I appreciated the generosity. Like it was great all around. Yeah. It was a long way for sure. Wait, Libby, how was, how was your Passover? My Passover. Um, I threw up the first night. Yes. I remember this. I don't know why, oh but God. I did. And I popped all the red blood vessels in my are right you before, okay right before He's my job me. right like, before my job working in skincare <laughs> has like a huge it, I thought it was a rash I was like Libby what is on your face like you have a rash and you were like no they're blood vessels yeah so that happened um drink too much wine <laughs> no not even I don't know what happened my mom says it's not the food um <laughs> I didn't say anything at all. <laughs> I was like, you're right, mom. You're right, um, you're right. <laughs> but yeah, Passover was, it was like I was starting a new job and having Passover at the same time. So I actually took off for, for Chag like on Friday, which, you know, to me was like a big deal because obviously, you know, you're starting this job for the first time. But something I learned is it's really important to set precedents. Mm -hmm. So like, obviously, if I'm going to say Judaism is important to me in the workplace, like to be able to show them, like, look at me eating Passover food and look yeah. at me, you know, I'm, I'm taking off for the holidays. So that, that was really interesting to experience. And everyone was so like curious in the office and it was just like a really nice space and really nice way to start it. Mm -hmm. I had been waiting for good food from the beginning. I think I survived mostly on chocolate bars and Jack was in Miami. Oh, that's so, fun. He was actually with Shelly. Oh, yeah. Wait, so they were here for Passover? They, yeah. Yeah, they were hanging out. That's so fun. They hung out like twice. They went clubbing. I missed out. Sad. Shelly, Steven, and Jack. I know. We all should have so been fun. there. Rip. That's my update. Nothing, no, no big, like super updates with Jack. Cause I haven't seen him since mm -hmm. we last recorded. Um, but I will be seeing him tomorrow or Thursday slash or this weekend. So fun. Yeah. I'm excited. What about you, Marla? What's, what's the tea? Give it to us. Um, well, as far as my Passover is kind of crazy because my sister ended up getting COVID right like a few days before. Hi. So she was quarantining 
And even though she quarantined, both my parents- She got good packages, so she was fine. Yeah. She got better Passover food than most people. <laughs> yeah, one of her friends sent her like a Passover package. But then both my parents got it. But thankfully, they're fine. They were like pretty- They were like- Wait, how did they get it? They must have gotten it from her like bef- because they didn't know by the time that they knew that she had it. Like she, my sister lives at home. So by the time that they knew, like, even though she quarantined, like, it obviously, like, didn't matter. They'd already, like, caught it. But it was just weird because it took them almost a week. And it took my mom a week. And it took my dad over a week to test positive, which is kind of crazy because it had to have been from her. There's no one else that would have exposed them. But it just, like, they kept testing negative, even even though they were sick. So it's just weird. But thankfully, they're okay. Like, they're... It basically was like a bad sinus slash sinus infection slash cold for them. They're a little like tired, but like they're fine. Thankfully, I guess in a way I'm relieved because now I don't have to worry about it for the next three months as far as them getting it. Um, But it was funny because the Seder the first night, so my sister was still under quarantine. So she just did it from her room. And then the second Seder, she technically was out of quarantine, but we, but at the same time, my dad wasn't feeling well, but it still was testing negative. So me, my brother, my mom, who at the time were all fine, sat at the kitchen table. We had my sister like set up at her own table in the corner. And then my dad was sitting into like his own chair in like a different oh corner. God. And this is our first time having Passover together in three years. And we couldn't even oh like- Oh my God, right. But it was just kind of funny. Cause like- Could have made a TikTok about that. I, may, I have like one video that I took that I like was thinking about making into a TikTok. Um, but it, it was chaotic, but it actually was like really nice to all be together because it'd been so long. Um, and then you let Libby and Maxine know that I accidentally broke Passover when I was drunk, but we're pretending that- or I Wait, I don't know this. Oh, I, I think it was just Libby. I thought Libby know. Didn't I tell you? Oh, that? I know. I knew. I didn't say anything. I wasn't. Yeah, I wasn't informed. I'll blow. Up, I'll blow up my own spot. Uh, sometimes you accidentally drink too much because the drinks are free, and then you come home and your roommates who don't keep Passover make pasta, and your mind is like, you need something to soak up the alcohol, and Mats is not gonna do it. Um, so I had some few bites of pasta, but then I continued to keep it after that. World of stories. <laughs> don't get drunk on that holiday. Schmuck boys does not promote alcoholism <laughs> yeah drink yeah. responsibly my friends yes drink, drink responsibly. responsibly drink responsibly i wasn't like i wasn't like drink responsibly and don't have a permit <laughs> what libby is just blowing up her cover now i don't know how to drive libby doesn't drive libby doesn't have a driver's license <laughs> she's a city girl it's fine but other than Passover, Passover is good. Just been crazy busy because my my gig is ending in like uh, a month. So I will now be job searching for the second time in one in six months. And then we're like delivering an episode now to the network every week, which means like our deadlines are a lot faster. Um, but actually I do have one like small update with medical school guy, which is like really sweet. So I don't know if I mentioned it in the last episode or not, but um, he's officially going to be in Boston. Yeah. Yeah. Officially going to be in Boston next year. Yesterday, he surprised me and sent me Grubhub. Um, oh, and he sent me, um, have you guys ever heard of Maman? 
Yes, I have one right here. Yeah, apparently they're known for their cookies. So he yeah. sent me insane. Yeah, he sent me two chocolate chip cookies, a piece of banana bread, and a kombucha, which is kind of funny because I don't even know if I like kombucha. Wild. He was like, Yeah, I just like I haven't done anything for you. And like I want to do something for you. And like I we were on FaceTime when like the delivery man came. Um I literally was like started crying on FaceTime because I was like, this is so nice that he surprised me. Um that's always the best though. Yeah, yeah. It was really weird because I had had dreamt the night before, literally a dreamt Sunday night, that he like surprised me with flowers. And then the next day I ended up getting surprised with cookies. So it was just a really weird thing that happened. Well, that's so nice. Yeah. You yeah. love a cookie monster. Now I want a cookie. <laughs> <laughs> but that's kind of it. I mean. I remember. I remember the first time Jack surprised me with food. I was like, who is this kid? I was like, get out of here. It was Chipotle, not cookies. That's also pretty good. He actually figured out my order pretty well. Libby and I bonded over Chipotle once because she ordered Chipotle and it came late. And I, this was the first time I saw Libby get like feisty on the phone. And she was like calling them out. Wait, what about Best Buy? Oh, well, Best Buy was another situation. One time I was on FaceTime with Libby for like two hours while she literally screamed at this woman from Best oh, Buy. She was to, the be fair, to be fair, that woman, woman. Mm, no. no. I get it. They're overworked. They, they basically said that they delivered it, but then it, it got undelivered. Like they took it away because they it like lied be about it being delivered. Yeah. It's almost and like- And then wouldn't give me my money back. It was a whole thing. It and it was a ring light. It wasn't even that serious, but it was serious because I needed it for work. Yeah. I remember you were like telling her, like, you can't just say it was delivered when it's not and then cancel my order. <laughs> and <laughs> she said it a lot more passionately than that. Um, and yeah, like she wasn't. Yeah, whatever. You get the point. You get the point. But Libby, like when, when someone upsets her when it comes to like items and stuff, like that, you just got to like. Oh, I'm very respectful about it, though. I called Amazon the other day because they sent me this broken matzah. <laughs> they sent me broken matzah, broken box, broken everything. And I was like, listen, Amazon, I love you. I order everything from you. You're great. You're really cool. But the one kosher for Passover item I order, you sent me broken? Disgusting. I, I will say, that. though, you can't win with kosher for Passover. We ordered a bunch of kosher for Passover cookies for school because they were doing like a bagel thing and they needed Passover stuff for us um, Jewish slash um, observing Passover people. And yeah, it came literally, it wasn't even broken. Like it was just, you open the bag and it was just like powder. <laughs> like it was all just powder of cookies, just crumbled together we hate that yeah yeah none of these Passover items ever come intact was there anything that you guys made or ate that was kosher for Passover that like is so good you wouldn't know it was kosher for Passover my mom made a sick mandel bread I was like shocked I literally I thought it was real and she was I was like what is this she was like Passover mandel bread it's not butter also at Libby, my mom made Passover chocolate because like we observe, we don't eat kidney oats. So like no beans, nothing. And she made a killer cholent without those items. It was very, why good. was I not there? 
you you could have come over i'm so upset i don't know where you were but not to like you know maybe i wouldn't have thrown up but like (laughs) (laughs) honestly though i probably had a stomach bug it's fine i'm not that bitter all i'm saying is every year on passover it's just it's just not it for me i just i'm not vibing you're not vibing <laughs> like my first work coffee was yesterday and i felt on top of the world i was like yeah nothing could stop me and my frozen duncan not even the holiday right now because it's not because it's over <laughs> yeah actually everyone at work was so excited for me they're like oh yay that's cute yeah a lot of my friends at school also were like asking like when's it over is it over yet is it over and then when I came back to school, um, I, I went home for the seders and I went home again for the second days just to make my life easier and have food be prepared in the house uh, ready for me. Um, and I got an email that I had a package at the school like on Sunday when I got back already. And oh, yeah. it was Passover macaroons that were ordered for the week before for like a student event. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was like, well, they're going in the drawer for next year. <laughs> we have, I was home. So yeah, I went home for the satyrs and then I stayed like partially for the week. So I also could just like eat food at home and not have to worry about having Passover stuff here in the city. And even after I went, um, came back to the city, like my sister sent me a video like yesterday, like my, my house still has so much kosher for Passover food in it. Like, I'm like, I don't know what they're going to do. Like, save it for next year or, like, eat it or donate it or what. No, guys, you got to throw that shit out. <laughs> no. I will eat matzo bra year-round. That's so depressing. Why? <laughs> okay, people who eat matzo all year-round scare me. Not matzo. Matzo okay, bra. But, but matzo. Matzo. People who eat matzo year-round actually scare me. Yeah, no, it was, like... It was so funny because for the second days, Henry went home to Minnesota and with the time change. It's um, so funny that he's from Minnesota. Like sometimes I refuse to believe it. Like I'm like, he's from the Upper West Side. Like, yeah, he's from the city. Um, But it was it was so funny because like Passover ended here and it was still Passover there for like a full hour because the time change and it ended there like so late at night and like whatever. And he was literally like, I'm not even going to have like comments until tomorrow. And I was like, do it right now. Like <laughs> eat something. <laughs> but like, you can't because, you know, yeah. you have to still pass over like all, like it's not fully turned over yet. And then like, even so like, you know, Passover ends at like 830, like can't even eat comments for like another hour typically, because like, you know, it has to be like bought back and everything all the rules so like it was it was so funny because he was like yeah like I could go out to like a supermarket and like get bread but like it's 9 30 at night why would I do that yeah that makes sense because you should do that Henry yeah like, like by any means necessary you must eat comments when you, you have, have bread. no like, it's a rule if you're you don't <laughs> like it's a rule Unless you're like allergic and you're gonna like die. Although shout out to Ariella, who is a friend of ours, and she came for the second Seder 
her to my house and she is newly, well, I guess she was always celiac. She just didn't know. She newly diagnosed celiac and she brought her gluten-free matzah with her. And mm. we all were like, okay, fine. Like, we'll try this. Okay. It was amazing. Really? <laughs> it was better than matzah. Like it was what it tasted. So like potato chippy, like it was such a cool consistency. Is it kind of just like a giant potato chip? Kind of, maybe. I mean, like they they make everything out of potatoes for the most part, I think. And it was wild. Pasta for couscous wasn't bad, though. The (laughs) pasta was bad. But the couscous was so, like, shapey. I don't even try to bother with those, like, substitutes. I'm just like, it is what it is. I feel like when I think of Passover, one of my distinct memories is just like being like seven and the cereal was so bad. And I loved cereal when I was a kid. I want, it's only like all I wanted to eat for breakfast and whatever the past coach for Passover cereal was just not it. I think it was like these like, I think it was to be like a fruity substitute. And it was just like so bad. I heard that it's been improved over the years, but I just don't see a need to try it. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's definitely gotten better since we were kids. But yeah, I haven't tried Everything. it. Serious, I haven't tried. But yeah, there's like so many new products out there now since when we were kids. Mm-hmm. That's true. Well, congratulations, guys! You made it to um, the end of this conversation and the end of chametz being a bad thing. So chametz is a good thing. Eat lots of it have your bagels, smear it up, and listen to the rest of the episode. So hello, everyone. We are going to be introducing Jake Offenheim, aka Offie, who works at Lost Tribe as a gaming and program associate spearheading Minecraft and TikTok, quite the G over here. And he proudly claims the NJB badge of honor, and that if he weren't an NJB, his mother and Bubby would probably kill him. So give it up for the ultimate NJB, Jake. Thank you very much for having me. I would actually go as far to say that I am the nicest Jewish boy. Oh. Um, and any, anybody can come at me and, and try to take that title, but I don't think they're going to. So. And so Jake and I met when we actually worked on my first podcast that I ever did called Jewish Mom Approved. And so I owe a lot to being where I am today to him and vice versa. Super excited to have him on the pod. Yeah, I remember, I actually remember the, so like I, I found you on TikTok like a long time ago, just like, like, like coming up on my page or whatever. Uh, and then, and then I got that email or I think it was Andrew got that email from Bernie. Uh, and Bernie, Bernie is uh, Libby's, was Libby's manager. I don't know what exactly Bernie yeah, was. This is us occasionally. <laughs> so shout out to Bernie. Shout out to Bernie. Best guy ever. Uh, and it was just like through the API business networking group. And it was just like, hey, I like kind of represent Libby Walker. She's like interested in like talking with you. And we're like, yeah, let's do it. And so the rest is history. It was just so funny. Shout out Bernie. <laughs> shout out to Bernie. Love Bernie. <laughs> and so Marla, why don't you tell Jake over here how we start each podcast? Yes. Okay. So we don't hold back. We want to know what is your exact relationship status right now? Have you gotten any dates this week? Like what is going on <laughs> in your love life in this current moment? Uh, so a little backstory. Uh, I'm currently single, very single. Um, I was in a long distance, long-term relationship for three years. Uh, and I've been single for about six or seven months. 
And uh, I've been I've been on Hinge a bunch and, you know, talking to everybody and meeting up with some people and, you know, having a good time. But nothing, nothing, nothing serious. You know. Anything this week? Yes, this week. <laughs> What's like the latest? Can you tell us a little tidbit story? <laughs> uh, it's just like somebody, somebody I've known for a long time, um, matched on Hinge and then, uh, yeah, you know, just been, we're talking Maybe and then. The somebody you knew for a long time, you always thought was cute. Maybe you were friends and this was your way of finding out if she was down. Yeah, no, I mean, it was just like, so like, <laughs> I think we like hooked up when we were like, at 16 or 17 or something like that like way back in the day um and like that was probably like the last time we talked um and then and then we matched on hinge uh, like we went like i've known her forever kind of thing but yeah and is she in the same place as you physically yeah she yeah she's from toronto also yeah very cool okay exciting excited to hear more <laughs> this, this really this really confirms noah's girls and guys kept friends. oh yeah <laughs> we, we have another episode you'll get to hear before this one comes out um where we talk about whether guys and girls can actually be friends so get excited for that <laughs> oh i could talk for that i could talk about that uh. <laughs> <laughs> We just want to open it up with you and say, you know, we have a Jewish dating podcast here. We like to think we're qualified to talk about Jewish dating. What makes you feel qualified to talk about Jewish dating? Oh, that's, that's a good question. I, I'm not qualified to talk about Jewish dating. Um, uh, Bye, Zoom's ending. Yeah, no, I, I am. I, no, I mean, I, I mean, as a Jewish person who's actively, you know, trying to date other Jewish people, like, I, I feel like I have some things to say on the matter. I mean, I've been, uh, I'm a, I'm a relationship guy. My entire life I've been in relationships and stuff. So dating isn't really necessarily like, um, like going on dates with like random people, like random hookups has never really been my, my style. I've always kind of been in relationships. So I don't know if I can really talk to like too much of as, as an authority figure on, on dating itself, but, uh, being a boyfriend, that's, I, I could, I could definitely talk about that more, but. Okay, cool. And so how do you think the concept of this NJB, which apparently you're the nicest of all of them, like, what do you think that constitutes? How do you think it came to be? Dish the tea out to us. I mean, I think just being Jewish and like, and like kind of growing up, you're, you're, you're taught to be a mensch and like be, be a good person. What's a mensch? Uh, I, I, I don't know if there's like a direct definition, but it's like a stand-up gentleman, like always saying hello to Bubby, you know, bringing, bringing flowers <laughs> for dinner. Like, like always saying, wow, that, that chicken soup was amazing. Like, how, like what would you put it? You know, just like being, being charming, being, being the nicest Jewish boy in the room. And that's, that's always been my kind of my goal because it's important to me. Um, I was raised a certain way and, I was raised to be very respectful. And I think that it's a good look that nice Jewish boy is, is a real term that people use because we're nice and we're, 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 we got a uh, good heads on our shoulders. Love that. Do you think that as a part of your NJ, NJB identity that you also have a little bit of an advantage because you work in the Jewish world. So it kind of just like elevates your NJB status. Uh, I, I don't know. It's like kind of like, it's kind of like the chicken or the egg, like which came first kind of thing. Like what am I a nice Jewish boy because I work in the Jewish space or was I always a nice Jewish boy? And then it led me. And so mm-hmm. like, I think it's, I think it's a bit of both, um, but it definitely helps me with my target demographic. I mean, like my mom would absolutely murder me if I ever, if I ever uh, brought home somebody that wasn't Jewish and like, 
for me, it's, it's important that I marry somebody Jewish because like, it's, it's just an important thing in my life. And I find that having values in common and being raised a certain ways is really important. Uh, and I definitely want my kids to have, have a very similar upbringing to what I did. So I, I think, I think it's important that we uphold the NJB status to a high degree and not, not just dish it out to, to every, every Jewish guy. Cause there's definitely some schmuck boys out there, mm-hmm. but, uh, but yeah, I don't know if that answers your question, but yeah, definitely. Well, do you think there's like a scale of like, what would make you more Jewish? It's like, all right, you got the Jewish job. You got the personality. You respect your grandma. You respect your mom. Like if you're at the highest of the list, like how did, how do guys get somewhere, you know, which, which step is like the most important for them? I, th- I think it's just about the way you carry yourself. You know, it's just like being, being a mensch is like, is the most important thing. And like, conducting yourself in a way that that reflects positively on yourself, your community, your religion, that kind of thing. Um, I, I don't think every nice Jewish boy has to work for a Jewish nonprofit and, and, or turn down law school to go work there or whatever. But like th- that just happened to be my kind of route to it. But, um, but yeah. Listen, there are a lot of schmuck boys in law school. I can oh, tons. Believe me. I know. I know I could name them. <laughs> As can I. <laughs> I interact with them daily. I love that for both of you. Um, what do you think are the challenges nowadays with Jewish dating? Do you think it's harder to meet different people and date in the Jewish world? Do you think there's like an extra pressure? Do you think mm-hmm. guys are like, I know this is like a triple question, but like, do you think guys are more schmuck boy because they know that these girls want a Jewish boy and they feel like they have more options to mess around? I feel like, so first of all, I think there's a huge hole in the Jewish dating world, personally. J-Swipe used to be a, a used app that was, what like, back before my most recent relationship. Uh, so it was like three, four years ago now. Uh, I, I would use J-Swipe occasionally um, and, and, and seemed to be pretty active. But now there's, like, no real way. There's no there's no place for Jewish people to kind of come together and talk. I mean, Meet You kind of started to fill that void. Shout out Meet You. Um, Love that. But, uh but like the reason I mostly use hinge is because you can put on it like Jewish deal breaker and only see the Jewish girls in your area, which is like the only people that I'm really interested in, like starting a relationship with. So that just sounded like those ads that you get like singles in your area. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Meet me Jewish girls in your, yeah. But so like, I think that there's, yeah, I, I just, I just think that there's kind of a hole right now. That's probably the hardest part is like finding these people and finding somebody that you didn't go to camp with or that you you don't know or you didn't date their best friends cousins brother whatever like everybody knows each other and they're all they're all talking they're all they're all whispering to each other spreading rumors it's kind of scary isn't yeah. it like yeah totally like i was just talking to maxine about this i bumped into someone i literally would have least expected the other day and i'm just like being a Jew is a blessing and a curse. Like it will yeah. be your job and it will also make you run like four miles away because <laughs> like your first kiss, like ex-boyfriend, boyfriend, <laughs> mother's cousin are all in the same room. Yeah, no, a hundred percent, totally. Yeah. It, you And you never go on a date without knowing a little bit about a person before. Like That's the first thing you do is, hit, so, oh wait, so what, what camp do you go to? Oh, what, you know, I, I bet I bet you, I, so I've never met Maxine or Marla and I bet you that we could play Jewish geography right I now. I never met you either. I've, I've never met Libby, but I, I know Libby, but I mean, I could tell you that 
between the between the three of us, we could probably name 15 people that we Absolutely. all know in common. Well, he actually went to her mom, Maxine. Fun facts. Oh, fun facts. That's so there. Yeah. So it's already over. <laughs> I know Libby from camp, and I know Marla from college, and yeah. you got in that Jewish circle, that bubble, the the Greek life bubbles. It's so oh, totally. You know everybody. Yeah. Even yeah. in situations that you least expect it, like I was, I was supposed to go on like a, a, a group trip to Israel, and but they had these pre-trip sessions because they wanted you to. Oh my god! Time, <laughs> I walk into the first session thinking I'm gonna not not know a single person there. First, first I notice, oh, I know someone from like Jewish Twitter, but like that's not weird, whatever. Then I see the guy that is best friends of the guy that I like sort of dated during like deep COVID. Is I'm like, what, what, what you're here? Then I'm, talking, <laughs> then I'm talking to a guy. I realize I went out with his brother. Like, oh I, walked, I walked in knowing that one, and I was like, oh no, there's too much Jewish geography in this room right now. Marla, what about the guy who used the term schmuck boy in a sentence? And you were like, how do you know about my? Oh, yes, 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 yes. <laughs> then yeah, yeah. Well, so the, the brother that I dated, two of his brothers were in this group session. And first I met the first brother and I was like, oh yeah, I know your brother went out with him. Then I met the other brother and then he said schmuck boy. And I was like, oh, it's my podcast. He goes, oh yeah, wait, you mean Maxine's podcast? I go, wait, I <laughs> Maxine. It was like the most like wildest geography awesome. I'd ever experienced. But anyway, sorry, back to your answering the question. Yeah. Uh, so uh, what was, sorry, what was the question? I kind of forgot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, everyone's just like. Oh. <laughs> Here's the thing about Jews: we segue like crazy. Like yeah. Our brains work at like 100 speed per minute. <laughs> but I think what we were talking about is like how difficult you know dating Jewish can be sometimes because you can run into all these like different situations mm -hmm. that like you didn't expect to, or like, like you're hitting on someone and unfortunately they know your ex girlfriend and like. Have you experienced what's like the weirdest dating story you might have where Jewish geography almost like screwed it in a way? Oh, we might have to come back to that. I might have to think about that one because that like, so like I, I haven't been like dating like 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 I said, I just got out of a pretty long relationship, so it's like I haven't really yeah. been doing that. But I mean, it's it just like even have to be about dating either. It could be like you go to a party and you bump into someone who knows someone, and hmm. I can't. I can't think of it. I mean, just like just general Jewish geography stuff. It's just like the, the, the craziest things seeing in your in your uh, snap stories, all these people that I went to on seminar with and I went on these like Israel trips with. It's like, how do you know this like this person? You know what I mean? It's just it's crazy. And especially like with New York and Toronto, it's just like these massive Jewish hubs, like everybody knows everybody. And you, there's just no getting away from that. I feel like now like that I've become like more of a, open Jewish person online I've like become like a target to like set people up <laughs> and, the, like, the I've Jewish become, mother doing the... I've become like my own like hotline and it was like never intentional where like people just respond to my stories now and like think that people are up for like fundraising like today <laughs> like I'm just like nope taken nope this or like that's so funny and it's I like do, did i did i sign up for this like when i started this like like implicitly yes uh as <laughs> as the jewish mother who like who like is always like hey like you want to like that's that's your role libby like i hope you know that oh. that forever in your entire life you're, you're the connector you're the you're the uh the yenta who's gonna 
is gonna connect all these uh Libby, but but like you want to meet you so like find me someone who's like you think i know all 60k people in that group <laughs> are you okay i approve a few of them a day but like i don't know everyone that's so like, funny low-key like our friendship rekindled in that sense by me reaching out to you. Yeah. So, okay. So I know Marla from like Jewish events with me too and stuff. And I knew Maxine from camp and Maxine saw everything I was doing. And she was like, wait, like, this is cool. And she reached out to me. I was literally in a nail salon. You FaceTime me from a nail salon. I texted you and immediately my phone started ringing. I couldn't type. And also like, call me like, ah. I don't, I don't whatever we were we were like we we're friendly in camp barely like we like knew each other but like whatever and then yeah I don't know I like came to me because she had also been in a long relationship and was like trying to figure out like okay like COVID and you know you're a connector now and like let's reconnect <laughs> and hang out and then we just started a dating podcast and this mm. is wild does that responsibility scare you in any way that you yes. that you you hold in the future generations I don't want to go to a party and see Josh Goldstein kiss Rebecca Feingold and then have to tell uh, Sarah Wiener. Wow. Sarah name. Wow. Libby has, Libby has a wheel of just like Jewish first names, Jewish last names, sit, like sitting out there and just spins it. Like a random Jewish name generator. I don't want to have to be responsible for that. But it's also like, what I will say is like in regards to like how cheating goes in the Jewish community or like gossiping, things go quick. Like you can't expect people not to know if you're at a Jewish party and you do something like suspicious, like the likelihood of someone finding out and like knowing like your best friend's brother or whatever. Yeah. It's, 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 it's even more like can like concentrate like, like at camp when something sketchy happens, like when you're like just on that smaller scale, the word spreads so much more quickly through, through a camp than through anything else. It's insane. You know, in two seconds and like your boss could find out at your job just because that's how like open we, we as Jews are as people, (laughs) you know, like we just like, I don't know. I feel like in the Jewish community too, like a lot of the big part is about communication, like always. And like, we're taught to like communicate and like be in tune with like prayer. And, you know, we always have like food at all of our events. Obviously we're going to chat. Um, And we just have so much going on, like because we have so many holidays and so many different things to bond over. It's so easy. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. But on the topic of communication, what do you consider good enough communication to, you know, if you're first meeting someone on an app or you're meeting someone at an event or at a party and like, you know, you just first met them and like, you want to move this into something more. Like, how do you communicate that with someone? Yeah. So I'm a big proponent of being very straight up and very, very communicative. Like that's something I, I learned is that the more, the more you're upfront and the more you're like honest about what you're truly looking for the better because like if if i if i'm so like currently not looking for anything serious like just have a relationship just want to like have some fun meet, meet some new people i i always say that right up front i'm like i'm really not looking for anything serious and if that's like not what you're looking for like i totally respect that mm-hmm. um but just know that like right now i'm at a point in my life where i where i'm not really looking for that so like just upfront intentions are really important um but like if if i w- the thing is is that 
like it depends really the situation, right? Like on Hinge or on like these dating apps or whatever. I'll, I like to have a little bit of small talk and there has to be some banter back and forth because otherwise, otherwise I'm not meeting up with somebody that I don't know just like because I find them attractive. Like I need to be able to talk to them and and they need to, they need to make me kind of like giggle or like challenge me in some way almost that I, I, I want to meet up with them. And I like, because I, I, the thing is I'm not going to, I mean, I mean, a booty call is, is, is good here and there or whatever, but like if, if we're going to go out and like, we're going to hang out or spend any amount of time together, like I'm not, I'm not doing it with somebody that's boring and somebody I don't get along with. Um, so like having that, having that, and I think people get banter and sarcasm mixed up. I think that banter is like witty and quick and whatever. And sarcasm is just like, I don't know. I don't like, I don't really love sarcastic starts like really sarcastic people. Um, because it's just like, I don't like being like told that I'm like wrong when I'm, when I'm not, I don't know, but like banter is, is really good because it's, it's playful, it's fun and it's engaging for everybody. Um, and, and, and I need, I need that in a a relationship. Otherwise it's not going to succeed because I'm just going to be like, I don't feel like intellectually stimulated in in the way that I need to be. Um, I like that you're saying how you're really upfront with what you want. And something we've talked about before in our podcast is how like pre like deep quarantine versus like post deep quarantine, how it seems like people might be a bit more straightforward about like what they want and what they're looking for. Cause they kind of realize like time is, you know, precious. Do you feel like people are more or less straightforward now that we've kind of like had this kind of like crazy pandemic that happened slash still is sort of happening? Yeah. Yeah. I totally, I totally think people are, are definitely more straightforward. People, people are also like way more willing to like ask the questions that they need to ask, like to make themselves feel safe. Like, uh, like I'm sure like during COVID it was, it was probably like, are you vaccinated or like while they were rolling out or whatever, or still, I mean, if you're not vaccinated, definitely go get vaccinated uh, if you can. But I mean, like, I think, I think definitely, I don't know if COVID, I, I would say probably it definitely had, a, had an effect on it. Um, but but being being upfront is is always going to be your best bet in terms of like because if if you're if you're telling the truth like and they're not looking for that then it's you're it's not going to succeed anyway so mm-hmm. yeah yeah I think that you know it has a lot to do with like where your head was at during COVID what your life situation was like during and obviously we're still in COVID but like you know like mm-hmm. deep quarantine like these ladies know like I got out of a long-term relationship like towards the end of like that deep quarantine and you know once like life was coming back to normal like that was when I was really like okay what are my priorities like when I start going on dates what is it that I'm going to be looking for because you know I had this like bubble of quarantine with this person who was amazing but our future goals did not align and I did not want to put myself through that ever again and so I think you know if you were cat like Marla was going on dates during quarantine and like I'm sure she could speak to that like safety (laughs) was they she was getting tested she was notifying her roommates she was being an upstanding citizen but we love those yeah I think it just like has a lot to do with like what you were doing during that deep quarantine and how you then translate that into having a more open environment totally yeah I agree with that do you ever feel like a lot of girls say like they want an njb but like when push comes to shove it's not what they want 
Um, I think I, I think at the end of the day, everybody wants somebody that's going to treat them right. Um, whether or not in the short term that works out for everybody. Um, I mean, like it's it's pretty obvious, like who who gets the girls? It's it's the it's the jock. It's the it's the the guy who treats the girls. Boy. The schmuck boy, right? Exactly. Uh, but I, I think that's I think that's a very narrow way to look at it um, because it's it's the kind of thing where. Like if you're, if, if that's not you, you're not going to succeed anyway. Um, and, and honestly, like treating girls badly is kind of like very like 2008, you know, like in the past, like, I, it's like, I don't know. It just, I was raised that you, you, you put on a big smile, you treat everybody with the same respect that you want to be treated with and good things will happen. I mean, it like, it, you have to still be like, you could be a nice guy, but be assertive and confident and charming. It's, you don't have to treat people badly to, for them to want you. Like you can kill them with kindness. Like I, I it definitely works like for my purposes. Like, I, and I think it's also the kind of people that you're trying to attract. Like, I think that the, the girls who tend to go for those schmuck boys tend to like the drama that comes along with it. And honestly, that's the kind of girl that I'm not super interested in because I like somebody who's kind of down to earth and doesn't want to be treated poorly and knows their worth. So like, that's, it's, it's, it's a little bit about who you're going for and, and who you are as a person. So that's my take on that. Like the nice guys finish last. Do you think that still stands true? I mean, it's, I, I, I have some trouble with nice guys finish last because it's like, I think the people that are like, I mean, it's look, it's some, some, some people are more attractive than others. And some people do better with whoever they're going for more than others. And like, I, there's the nice guys, you know, with the fedoras and like, oh, I would treat you like a prince. Good morning, my queen. Like, they're like creepy and weird. Like, it's not like, Good morning, my queen. no, but it, there, there's like people who have messaged, like, like message, like random, like influencers on TikTok being like just the creepiest things. And then they wonder I why, know like the exact videos you're talking about. Yeah, same. I, I don't, I don't agree with nice guys finish last. They, like I said, it might in the short term, it might you know, it might be, it might be the case where they don't necessarily get the girl, but I think that it, it really depends on what you're, what you're trying to achieve here. And a lot about the personality behind, besides being a nice guy, like being nice, isn't really a character trait. There's nothing behind being nice. It's, it's being nice is being not offensive and like being agreeable. Whereas like, like having a personality and talking and being funny and charming is, is is a personality, you know, like having banter, like that kind of stuff is uh, like, so maybe if, if you're relying on only being nice, there's hundreds of people who will be nice to you, but like, can you, can you spark their interest? Can you make them think, Hey, this, this person's something special. Like that's, that's where the nice guy might finish last because they're relying on, I, I treat her like a human being. You shouldn't be, right. you should be rewarded for treating her like a human being. It's that's the, the basic human decency thing to do. So like, that's my rant. The bare minimum, okay? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like I see some of these like prompts on Hinge. It's like green flags I look for, like like has a pulse, like like t- tells me nice things. And I'm like, okay, like can we like raise the bar a little bit? Like like I get like yeah, men are trash, whatever. Like do, like I get whatever your whole thing, but like raise it a little bit. Like you can expect a little more than having a pulse and being nice. Like I don't know. I really love what you said about the whole, like, it's not just about being nice. So it should be more to it. And because I feel like there are, unfortunately, a lot of guys out there that 
that are really nice and I mean well, but they, you know, they maybe like message like every girl they see and things like that. And they are really do it in a very nice way, but they get rejected, unfortunately, maybe more than they would like. And then that turns into them being like, right, like resentful, like they don't understand, they don't mean nice, like why don't they want it? And you're right, like it's not just about being nice, like there has to be more to it. And I think maybe that's something that the guys that are just nice don't always understand. Yeah, and it's important to to also know that like attraction and sexual chemistry is super important in any in any relationship like of that kind of nature. You know what I mean? Like if the attraction's not there, there's no man of nice that's going to get it there. Like you can treat some, but if if there's just no attraction, then it's and it's not anyone's fault. Like sexual preference is like just a thing that you can't really control. And if it doesn't, if, if, if I don't find you attractive, I'm sorry. Like, it's not, not my fault. It's not your fault. It's just like, maybe, like, maybe there's something that maybe it's inherently to what you are. Maybe it's something you said, maybe I thought you're super annoying, but like, like then maybe that's your fault. But (laughs) I think something that like all girls have experienced, right. Is like a guy messaging them, nice guy being really sweet. Right. And like asking them out, and you want to say no in a polite way. And you're trying to think of what excuse you're going to use, right? Is it you, do you have a boyfriend? Do you lie and say you have a boyfriend? Do you say you're not looking for a thing? And maybe, maybe the reason is that you're not physically attracted to them, but you don't want to say that. You don't want to, you know, because that's like not necessarily a nice thing to say to someone. Oh, like I'm not like, you know what I mean? So like, as a, from a guy's perspective, like, what would you want to hear? Would you prefer the truth? Would you really want someone to say like, I'm like, I'm like, I know I'm not physically attracted to you. Or like, how would you want to be rejected? I guess by someone. How would you want to be rejected? That's, that's no. So like, um, first of all, I'm not a monolith for all, for all men, oh, but course. like, I can this give my your opinion. perspective. No, 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 no. Yeah. No, I'm just saying like, like, this is, this is me. Um, I'm somebody that can take a hint personally. Um, I, I understand social cues. So it's a little bit easier for me if like, if I'm saying, Hey, let's uh let's get drinks on friday and then you make up an excuse and then like you're like oh sorry i can't i can't go uh i got my my sister's uh brother's wedding whatever <laughs> that would be your your sister's brother's wedding would be your brother's that, that's pretty specific maybe i <laughs> yeah that's true so no but like you make up some excuse like whatever it is um and then it's like okay that's fine yeah like if, if i don't receive that that kind of energy coming back like but like let's do it on tuesday then i'll start to be like okay maybe they're not that interested i I don't know personally i i prefer if you're if you're not interested then just say that like i i don't need you to lie to me and tell me you have a boyfriend Mm -hmm. um because like you don't owe me anything Mm -hmm. like i mean i I, i'm a rational thinking adult and i know a lot of men aren't uh (laughs) but the thing is is that like if you're like you know what i just don't see i don't see it that way like i I, like uh, and i I could be i could also be spared the i I still like to be friends because it's like if you don't want to if you don't want it you don't want it like i'm not i'm not going to sit here and like hope one day maybe it'll maybe it'll change but it's like so it's i I don't know i think it's just i think it's important to be upfront. like that's my whole thing is honesty and it's just like you know what i really just don't see like that like i think i think you're a good person potentially like i don't know maybe you're not but (laughs) Like it's just it's the way the cookie crumbles, and part of being an adult is accepting rejection and and you know and learning from it and saying what did I go wrong there? Maybe it wasn't something. Maybe I had no influence in the first place. Maybe there was no chance ever. Like maybe maybe they're having a bad week. Maybe they're maybe something I I said was a little 
whatever, whatever the case is, it's just being reflective and understanding that people are entitled to their opinions and their beliefs. And, and even if, even if they're wrong, they're still allowed to have an opinion. And <laughs> so. Absolutely. And I just want to touch again on the topic. You said, you know, obviously physical attraction is super important if you want to move forward in any situation. We here have had a lot of conversations about this. If you go on a first date and you're not attracted to the person, would you give it a second date to see if like that attraction grows by the second date? Or would you just say like, there's no way this is happening? This is like a famous Marla question. That, yeah. That's that's a good question. Um, so like, I, I wouldn't end up on a first date with somebody that I'm not like physically attracted to. Like there has to be something going on. And I like to have, like I said, I like to have a little bit of conversation beforehand to see if we, we mesh well. Um, but I mean, you go on the first date, you have dinner. It's a very nice time, but I mean, there's, there's just nothing there. Uh, again, forward and honest. And like, uh, I mean, really, it also depends. I, I would definitely say it depends on like what your current status is. Like if you haven't been having a ton of luck recently, and this is the first thing that's panned out in a while, maybe, maybe you give it another shot. Maybe you're not, maybe uh, lower your own expectations a little bit, but you know, it's like, if you're for, for me, like, like pretty fresh to the game, if there's nothing there, then there's nothing there. That's, there's nothing more you can do about it. And it's not going it, to, uh, in my experience, it doesn't grow over time unless their personality is just way, way better. But then I'm probably attracted to them in the first place because we're, we're having a good time and they're making me laugh. So. True. Yeah, no, totally. And kind of related to that, do you go to your friends for dating advice or do you kind of act a little bit more independently when it comes to um, your dating? Are you a yeah. frequent group chatter? So. <sighs> my friends aren't the best influence on me pretty much ever. Um, that's, that's just, that's a side note. Um, <laughs> but like, yeah, like I, I'll definitely, I'll definitely send, I, I have like a couple, I'm, I'm not so much like I have one group chat. I'll send, I'll send most stuff to, uh, and then just some individual people who I care about their opinion. Um, but like, I mean, the thing is, is that if I'm talking to a girl and I'm having a good time on, on a dating app and we're setting up a date, like, it's not like, oh, should I go on a date with this girl? It's like, this is the girl I'm going on a date with. Hmm. Um, not even necessarily asking for feedback, more like just saying like, more just like like letting you know, updating them on my life. And like, and like, if they want to say, oh, she's cute or, oh, she's ugly. It's not going to change my opinion. I'm going to go into the same way. Um, but I mean, like social, social proof is definitely a drug and a half on its own. Like you definitely want your friends to be like, Oh yeah, yeah. She, she's, you know, like that, you know, but, um, it's not the most important thing to me. That wouldn't be the worst thing in the world. No. When you are experiencing maybe like a question, you're unsure about something, maybe it's like what in your past relationship or even just like, I know you said you're not dating too seriously yet. Like, do you find yourself being like, Cause like, I feel like all girls, not all girls, all girls, but a lot of girls like us and my friends, right? It's like, we have a small issue. Like I'm telling you about it. I'm like, what do you think? Should I do this? Should I do this? Like, do you think you go to friends or you just try to like figure it out for yourself? No, I def, I definitely rely on my friends for the, for their input on like, the thing is, is like, let's say like, we're like two, we've seen each other twice or whatever. Like it's, it's going good or whatever. First of all, I'll actually go to them and be like, does anybody know this person? Like, can anybody give me like further details? Yes. I, I'm a big That's Intel a game. person. It's a dangerous game to play. Yeah, no, it definitely is. And it's but definitely. Yeah, I hooked up with her at camp. LOL, she's crazy. 
Yeah, no, but, but like the the group of friends that I'm talking to, like I know them very well. And we all have the same upbringing. So like we would know the same people, but it's like, oh, like, is this girl cool or not? And then that's definitely ruined. So like people are like, oh, no, no, don't. Definitely don't. No, 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 no. Like turn around. I'm like, okay, that's, if if they're like, if they're pushing me back, like pushing back on it, then maybe I'll be like, maybe we should uh, reevaluate a little bit. Um, but uh, yeah, I'll definitely go to my friends and be like, like this is this is the situation like i'm pretty open about all that stuff um i'm not a huge like i don't like brag about what's going on but like it's it's just i like my friends like to know what's going on and i i do value their opinion um because they're gonna have to hang out with her eventually so <laughs> i feel like okay i feel like the asking people is it's such a dangerous game because on one hand like i'm a big believer in like you should make opinions for yourself but i'm also so guilty of like asking everyone I know, stalking people, like trying to figure out like everything I know about them. And it's such like a, like a fine line to walk because you want to get to know someone for your own because people kind of experiences with someone, maybe especially those years in the past, like you don't you want that to like affect how you feel. Cause like once you, once you know something, you can't unknow it, you know? Yeah. So it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a hard, like. Line. Yeah, I, I try to keep an open mind uh for everybody like i that as a person i give everybody the benefit of the doubt like and i and i also don't i don't judge people preaching to the choir (laughs) like i don't i don't i also don't make my my observations and my and my assessments of people like off of one interaction as well like because again like maybe you're just having a bad day maybe it's maybe you just uh you just found out that whatever and it's it's just not something you're you're just not having a good day and you're and but I think I think it's important what other people think though because that's general consensus and I, I like I usually people are right for the most for the most part like people who have had experience with this person would know more about that person but um, do you guys watch um I think it was in How I Met Your Mother the the gra- the glass cracking where it's like when when they when they when somebody says something about a person and like all of a sudden you can't stop seeing it like they chew really loudly and then all of a sudden like you can't stand eating with that person uh that's very real yeah. it's the ick that's only it's the ick yeah 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 and like something you didn't notice and like you you could be in a relationship with somebody for 3 years and somebody points something out and you're like oh no <laughs> so it's like def- definitely a real thing uh to be to consider you but, um, after three years, no, 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 that was, that was just a, not a real, no, but like, do you think it's possible? Um, I think you kind of know at that point what you're getting yourself into. Yeah. I mean, like the, after three years, you, you kind of know a person, uh, especially like, I, like in a relationship, you, you've definitely talked about everything there is to talk about. And there's, there's not too many surprises though. I think that if you were to, like have been in a relationship pre COVID and then get it. And then, and then you're in this relationship and all of a sudden they're taking the pandemic very like in, in a different way. This didn't happen to me, but like if, if I was like very like pro science or whatever, and they're like all of a sudden anti-vaxxer and like different colors start showing and maybe your priorities were way off. And maybe this just illuminated something that you should have known in the first place, but was like, Oh, that's, that's a red flag that I didn't even know was a red flag of mine. Um, so I think like big pandemics might be the, the real illuminator of <laughs> of people, but yeah, I know. I feel like twenty twenty in general, like the pandemic, politics, all of that in general was a big like you could. There's def- I'm sure there's couples like I'm sure we all know couples that like 
broke up and it's like if the things that happened in 2020 never happened they probably would have still been together but like these things yeah. were never brought to light mm-hmm. yeah for sure and it's crazy what if they got married and then had to deal with it then like i'm sure there were some marriages i was i was hurt by some of the celebrity marriages that broke up which ones Personally, I was shocked by Kelly Clarkson, but I think anyone that's like a singer songwriter, and especially that write like that writes about like love songs, I'm like, no, like how did you break up? Like, write <laughs> about this. Yeah, I mean, uh, so uh, I've released a couple songs. Um, one of them was a love song, and then another one more recently was a breakup song. Um, so that's uh, I, I definitely it, it's it was definitely right around the time that Olivia Rodrigo's doing her thing. So that was definitely a big inspiration there. Um, but I mean, it's just like. I find as, as somebody who makes music and like, likes to express themselves creatively like that, it was very therapeutic and helped me kind of express how I was feeling and come to terms with every, with all the the situation uh, like happening at that point. So like, I, I definitely, I definitely get like, and, and, and a song really is just a capturing of a moment in time that th- this is how you feel. And it might not be the same thing the next next day. And that's just, that's life, right? Like right. people, people feel one way one day and then, for whatever reason, one way or the other, it goes, you know, it flips, but that's just like, yeah, no, a hundred percent. And I feel like there's almost like this stereotype out there of like people going through breakups and like really like being attached to like all this breakup music and like, and, but you know what? It is so therapeutic. It is so incredible. Like when I went through my breakup, I remember just like having Olivia Rodrigo and Taylor Swift on repeat my entire work day. Like I was interning at a law firm and like I had like in my earbud, like my music while I worked and it was just all just like, and that would get me through the day. Yeah. Like just listening to like all this breakup music, but like I would listen to it all day long and that literally helped me just stay sane. And it's, it's such a stereotype, but it's so true. Yeah. uh, For me, like the thing was, is that a lot of these breakup songs just weren't hitting for me. Like, so like the, the, the way that my, relationship ended was we'd been long distance for so long and I was planning on moving to Chicago she was moving to New York and it was just like how much longer can we do long distance among our other underlying issues in our relationship and friends and whatever um and it was just like it it was kind of like a growing apart and a priorities thing and it was just like if we're not going to be doing this now then when are we ever going to be doing it and then it was just like so there was no it wasn't like ill will I mean there's still that like like that end of a relationship, you want to, you want to outdo the other person. You want to, you know, win the break of whatever that means. And, and people cope how they cope, but it's it, like, for me, it was, it was interesting listening to that Olivia Rodrigo stuff. And it wasn't at all how I felt like I wasn't angry and bitter. I was like, and, and in my song, the city, it, it, it kind of says, it, it's like, uh, but I hope that the city is everything you wanted and more, even if it's without me is the, is the chorus. And it's like, like, yeah, like, I really wish you the best. And and we're to this day, like, we didn't talk for like five, six months after the breakup, but like now we're, we're cool. We're chill. Um, and we, we, we talk like pretty occasionally, uh, and we're in a really good spot now, but, but yes, yeah, so it's, it's interesting, like different, like it, there was like no cheating. It was, it was a very committed relationship. It was just like, it was just like, sometimes things run its course and, and that's part of life and being an adult is, understanding that some things come to an end and yeah all good things must come to an end i feel like jake yeah. is like the definition of like how to maturely and healthily <laughs> deal with a breakup Emotional yeah intelligence people no but i mean i mean there's there's definitely like days where it was like 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 tough 
like I'm not going to, I'm not going to sit here and lie. Like it was all roses and stuff, but, and I mean, especially like after like being in a long distance relationship for three years, it's like, you're, you're, you talk to this person every single day, multiple times a day. And all of a sudden now you're not talking to them. It's, I mean, it's, it's tough and it's definitely jarring at first, but you know, you have your friends to support you and you pick up new hobbies and you realize how much more time you have now and you can play a lot more video games. So that's what I did. A lot more video games. <laughs> yeah. There's the I, in the NJB. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, yeah. But like, I really like threw myself into my job at the time and it, that really helped. Um, and yeah, like taking my, anything to really take my mind off it. And I, would, I was making a lot of music at the time, like just playing guitar all the time. Um, and I actually wrote a couple more breakup songs, uh, at least like parts of it. Uh, but then they, they never, they never really made it too far in the process. Cause it was just like, mm-hmm. it wasn't truly how I felt. And I didn't want to like put stuff out there that I didn't feel was like accurate to how I was feeling. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, so there's some, like some pretty mean breakup stuff in my, on my hard drive that's sitting there, but we'll never see this delighted day until somebody actually makes me very upset. <laughs> crazy and so how do you think having like a social media like appearance with like lost time and everything you do changes the dating game for you to be honest it really hasn't for me at this point yet um <clears throat> i mean i only have like eight thousand followers on tiktok and then like i'm on on lost tribe we're about 23k so it's like no no one's really reckoning <laughs> yeah but like yeah, but like nobody's like recognizing me on the street as like, oh, you're the lost tribe. Like, no, that's not a thing. Um, but it definitely has helped me. I, I definitely talk about it a lot uh, with like random people being like, like something interesting about me is that like I post TikToks and whenever anybody's like, oh, I love TikTok. I'm like, oh, you should. What, what's your favorite one? And then it's, and then I send them my favorite one. And it's just like the one the one video that I posted that got like 1.6 million views or whatever. So it's just like. Um, but it's, it's fun. I find, I find a lot of the conversations uh, that I'm having on these dating apps are very similar. I I find myself saying the same thing over and over again. So I kind of have it down to like a a science at this point where I want to lead the conversation when I'm feeling that day. Um, But yeah. I feel like I saw a funny, that reminds me, I saw a funny TikTok that was like me waiting for the guy to respond after I sent him yeah, I'm a, I'm a teacher. I love it. Like, what about you? Question mark. As if like, it's like the same, you know? Yeah. But I I love my job because it's so interesting and I could talk about it forever. And it's like so much different than like, like, Oh, I'm, I'm I'm, uh, no disrespect to anybody, whatever. Like, like, Oh yeah. Like I'm in HR. And it's like, Oh, do you like it? Yeah. But like, like mine is like just so, so different and, and like kind of strange that it's like, there's a lot to talk about. So when you meet people, n- not on, like, on an app, but like in an in-person setting or they're at like a bar, or, I don't know, some type of event, but it's not like a Jewish like event. It just like could be anything. Do you feel like when you're, when you're talking to them, like you're trying to figure out within the first five minutes, like if the girl you're talking to is Jewish. Oh, that, that's it. A- I mean, the thing is, for me, is like, that's my whole entire life is trying to figure out, is that person Jewish? Like, like, I tend to have a very good Judar uh, as is. Um, But I mean, if if we're at a bar or at a, like at a club, like I'm not, 
I'm not too concerned about what religion we're following because I don't think that's gonna that's not where I'm finding the girl that I'm gonna end up like going on a ton of dates with or whatever. But uh I usually let my dance moves do the talking for the most part on in, in those situations. But um, but yeah, I definitely I definitely am like, but the thing is that immediately it's like, oh, I'm Jake, and then uh, and then my my big high is like flopping, flopping around, whatever, and then they're like, and then they'll make a comment or they'll say something that's just oh, that's that's a Jewish person for sure. Um or or somebody comes up to me and says, Oh, I really like your necklace. Um, like what does it mean? It's just like, okay, well, obviously not not super Jewish, but I'm glad you like my necklace though. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like yeah. yeah, yeah. It's just a it's a little camel. <laughs> uh, just a, little, yeah. a camel. Wait, what yeah. was what was that um uh pickup line that Noah mentioned that was related to like the dance floor? He was like, oh, I like those shoes. Let's see how, like, you use them on the dance floor or something. Like, something like that. <laughs> I don't believe in pickup lines. I think pickup lines are gross and weird and lack originality because... Pickup lines, deaf are cringe. Deaf are cringe. Yeah, they're, they're definitely definitely cringe. And it's like, I don't know, like, I don't want to rely on something somebody else created for me to start talking to you. Like, if I'm going to come up to you, like, I'll be very straightforward. Like, hey, how you doing? My name is Jake. Like, what's yours? And, like, I'll just strike up a conversation i don't need to be like like how much does a polar bear weigh enough to break the ice my name is like it's just corny to me um unless you're like coming up with your own pickup lines that are that are funny then the, then more power to you but i'd rather i'd rather pick up on something like like in the moment or on their profile or whatever and and strike up a conversation about that like because it's something i'm interested in and show that i'm a real person that doesn't need other people to be cool 100 percent yeah, for sure. But on the topic of cringe, oh. we are going to now play a quick game with you called Cute or Cringe, Cute where cringe. we will read out statements and just give us your first instinct on whether you think that that thing is cute or cringe. For sure. For sure. Got it. So who wants to take it away? All right. So Cute or Cringe, she brings up your Lost Tribe videos before speaking to you in person um that's that's fine that's cute i'm fine with that like i i'm not i'm not embarrassed about anything i post uh anything i post i think is a1 hilarious and if they if they if they already know about it then that's that's cool too but yeah i'm totally fine with that um she talks about herself most of the date uh that's a little cringe um there's a lot of back and forth conversation is a is a two-person game uh, but I, I definitely like asking questions and digging deep into, into other people. Not that I'm like such a, like, I'm an open book. Like I'll, anything you ask me, I'll, I'll tell you, but, um, but I'm definitely uh, like my conversation strategy is getting other people talking and getting them seeing what they're excited about so that I can pick up on that and, and kind of further expand. Okay. Cute or cringe when a guy buys flowers on the first date. Cringe. No uh it, i mean again it depends on the situation uh if if you've been if you've been if you've known this girl three five seven years like your entire life kind of thing and they and they bring you flowers okay that's kind of cute like that's I just like it's a cute thing like a respect thing i don't know a guy once brought me flowers on a first date and that was the first moment that i knew i was never gonna want but if you were talking before like so so wait wait so so we arrive we're we meet up right we're yeah we're getting in the car we're going to dinner together right we're gonna go yeah. out tonight a nice dinner and then I hand you some flowers what are you gonna do with the flowers right thank you like like what are you like I'm just gonna like hold these for the rest of the night what if you're going to her apartment 
No, you don't bring flowers because that's like you bring something else that's like more but like okay. something well, else. Full disclosure, full disclosure, I got flowers the first time I uh, met Jack. And uh, but you and Jack, you and Jack were like talking. That got like, me hooked. Like, don't come at us. It's different, you, different. you guys were talking for at least a few weeks. Like it was COVID. like a month and a half. But I'm saying if you're talking and then you go on the first date, is that cringe? I don't think that's cringe. If you're no. like really talking, it's fine. <laughs> yeah, no. This, Libby, this question pertains to the first time you're meeting them for a date. <laughs> it's like we 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 texted like four or five times, and I'm gonna bring you flowers. Like, what are you gonna bring me? Where, where's my gift? You know. But I I, to, I I need to share a quick anecdote that I once went on a date with this guy, and not only did he show up on the first date with flowers, but this guy he got me a yellow rose and a red carnation symbolizing the yellow rose of my sorority sdt and the red carnation symbolizing his fraternity teak and in that moment i literally did not know what to do with myself i think i'll bomb it doors over there buddy well this like you looked up like what is the sdt flower for this occasion like what that's (laughs) that's a psycho you got run the other way (laughs) so cringe he took it too far he then proceeded to like be crazy um, and send me like messages for like days straight nonstop after I was like, I'm not interested. And my parents had to get involved. But <laughs> the first <laughs> red flag was that. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm a big proponent of gift giving. I think gift giving is important in any relationship. Oh, yeah. um, gift giving is my love language. Like, yeah. So so I, I, I definitely understand like how somebody would feel like the appeal for that. For me, I'd rather go on a date and and talk about whatever we're going to talk about and you you say you've always wanted a blue jays hat right and then you the next date you you're you're walking past the lids or whatever and you say yeah let me go buy like and then you buy them the hat and then like something that's more meaningful like anybody can buy flowers a teddy bear chocolates like that like show some originality show some show some flair and that's the kind of stuff that that really earns you brownie points more so than just generic gifts that are kind of you know like irrelevant Gift giving has definitely gotten me out of a lot of trouble in the past. That's, that's for sure. I'm a big, big proponent. I, I definitely see the value in it. Though. <laughs> it's funny that we like that, that conversation turned into gift giving because our next thing is giving a Valentine's gift, but you're not officially dating. Ooh, stay away. Uh, that's, this is a tough time to be a single person right now. Um, de- definitely like. As opposed, only, you mean because it's near Valentine's Day? No, yeah, no, no. It's and it's especially murky waters um, for like situationships that are like on the verge, not necessarily there well, yet. That's what but, happened to me last year because we weren't yeah. like official, official until Valentine's weekend. But yeah, I mean, but the thing is, is that if you're gonna be if you're gonna be seeing somebody on Valentine's Day, you can get them some chocolates, and no one's gonna be upset because you get to eat the chocolates together and whatever uh i would avoid a gift if it's not that serious so um it gives the wrong idea it gives, it gives the, wrong, the idea. wrong idea for sure okay cuter cringe spending a jewish holiday together early on in a relationship uh, i mean again that's like a time of year thing there's nothing you really do about it i mean are you gonna go on a are you gonna fly to israel together and be there for Pesach? like no but like, I mean, if, Fast if it happens, if it, if it, yeah, yeah. The second date is Yom Kippur and you're just like, oh, I just both miserable. No, but I mean, if it happens to be Purim and like, 
hey, we're we're going to we're going to synagogue and we're doing a you know whatever. There's a big carnival. Like you should come. That that's kind of a fun date. I don't I don't I see any issue it's with that. So cute. Yeah, I think it's so cute, and it could bring you together, like bring you closer earlier. Definitely, and, and I mean, it definitely depends on how like how much Judaism plays into your into your dating life, right? Like, so for me, like like Jewish. I mean, my whole my whole schedule revolves around the Jewish holidays. So like like we're usually putting on events around the Jewish holidays. So it's like, it's kind of, kind of a tough time, when, but you know. Okay. Cute or cringe friends with a lot of guys. We talked about this in our last conversation. Um, so for me, um, I think it's really important that you have a set of friends that you can rely on at all times. Um, male, female, I don't care. Because anybody I'm getting myself into a relationship with or into like a situation, uh, there has to be mutual trust and respect. Uh, I, I like maybe that's coming from a guy who's never been cheated on or somebody that's a little over trusting. But if 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 you've never proven to me that I, there's anything to worry about, then you know you're free to do whatever there is. Like, and if if you're if I can't trust you around other people, then that's not a relationship I'm in anymore. Um, just because again, honesty and being, being real with people. Like, like I, I don't understand how people cheat on each other just because it's like, like be a real person and say, this isn't working for me. This is why it's not working for me and either try and fix it or get out of this relationship. Don't, don't like drag things along so that you're just going to end up resenting them, you know? So it's just like, make a decision. Don't, don't put this person through that. Mm -hmm. Um, Causing more hurt in the long run. Yeah. But girls, girls with like a lot of guy friends, it's not like a red flag to me. Um, like I know lots of girls who have lots of guy friends and some, some, some girls are tough. Preach it to the choir. Some, some girls are tough to be friends with, I'm sure. So like, it, it, like sometimes being, being around the dudes is just easier and you know, it sometimes it just works for people and I, I don't see any, anything wrong with that. And this is why I love Jake. <laughs> but what about, what about if a guy has a lot of girlfriends? What do you guys think? Oh, I've seen it. Is that is that cute or cringe? Does that does that secretly I'm make you no more position. interested in him? I'm in no position to speak. If it's me as Libby Walker, like I have so many friends of the opposite gender. So who am I to say? You know, like I think it's so important what you said about like trust. Like you have to be trusting, otherwise you shouldn't be dating if you're really that scared about different genders. Like Maxine has a boyfriend. She has guy friends. Like same. Like literally, you know. I I even lived with a guy friend at one point. So like, and and that's just who I am. So yeah, I think that's important. I think it depends on how a guy like interacts and like presents himself with these female friends. Like yeah. I'm totally cool with a guy having female friends, but are they posting like all over social media with their female friends? Like when you meet up with them at a bar, like, are they all over their female friends, hugging them and they like dance all that. together? Yeah. yeah. Like it's one thing if the guy is single, but if you're seeing them and like, you're in a relationship with them, like there needs to be some barriers there. Uh, at yeah. what point in a relationship are you allowed to say you're not allowed to do that? I don't think I would ever say you're not allowed because yeah. I think that it should be like an automatic, like, oh, like I'm seeing someone now. And like, it's a slow process. Like I would never ever want someone to immediately be like, oh, I can't talk to my female friends because I would never tell someone not to talk to their female friends. You should still have these female friends, 
I think it just should be a little more natural, like for a guy to say, oh, you know, I'm seeing this girl more seriously now. Like, I'm not going to hang out one-on-one with my female friends in their apartments or like, I'm not going to be posting so much like selfies on Snapchat and Instagram with them and like hugging them and kissing them all like openly but like you can still be friends with them you they shouldn't have to like cut these people off if the female friends don't respect the relationship then that's another story yeah mm-hmm. like i also have guy friends if if i ever get a boyfriend eventually i obviously would be cool with him having girlfriends but i think they're also like there's a difference between like having girlfriends and having like the majority of your friends be girlfriends like i think that's something i would struggle with i'm not saying like I wouldn't date someone that like had that situation, but I think it would definitely be a little difficult because I'm also like, I don't know. It would just, it would be, it definitely would not be an easy thing for me personally to, to navigate. Yeah. I mean, I remember like when I got out of my last relationship and was like in a horrible place, the day it happened, one of my best guy friends was on a date. And he literally, like, once the date was, like, ending and, like, he wanted to keep hanging out with this girl, like, he had, it was a first date. And he literally told her, like, I'm so sorry. Like, my best friend and her boyfriend just broke up. Like, she's not okay. I need to go to her house right now. And, like, he got up and came to me and the two of them kept talking. They kept talking. Like, it didn't end up working out, but they kept talking. They went on multiple more dates. They kept seeing each other. And I remember my biggest thing when he told me, like, I'm on my way to Long Island right now to see you. I was like. I was like, don't, don't like, is that girl, like you're on a date, like, like, what is her head going to think? Like, you know, and he literally was like, she was so cool about it. And like, while he was with me that night, she was like texting him, is your friend? Okay. Like, how is she? And I was like, that's a cool girl. Like, Mm -hmm. that's a girl that understands that. Like, I've known you since we're like 15 years old and like, I need you right now. And like, she knows that like, you didn't leave that date because like you weren't into her like you came to help a friend who has always been in your life and has been there for you as well and like I think it said a lot about that girl and I was happy to hear that they kept seeing each other for a bit totally what's more what's what's worse if they have a lot of female friends or if they have no female friends like what's more like like, toxic masculinity can also be bad so I don't know that's a good question I feel like for a lot of girls, they'd be like, obviously him not having any female friends is amazing and the best. I think that's suspicious. That's like not like, that's just like somebody who can't handle relationships with, with other people. Then. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? It's like yeah. that, that either tells me that they're so for the boys that they like, that they'll, they're not going to be like, like nice to you kind of thing. And they're not going to treat you with the respect that like you deserve. Yeah. Or it's like, or they're there's something seriously deeply wrong with that person that that they like kind of repel other people. I don't know. Yeah. No, I'd be like concerned. Like if you don't have a single friend that's a girl, like are you gonna be able to get along with my friends that are girls? Like, exactly. Yeah. It's definitely a again a fine line. And also it's yeah. important we've talked about this, like when you're the boyfriend or you're the girlfriend, whatever, it's important that you create good relationships with. The person you're dating is like friends. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, totally. That that that's it avoids a lot of a lot of issues when everybody gets along, and that was that was one of the issues in my relationship was my friends and my girlfriend didn't get along so well for whatever reason, mm-hmm. um, and and that was it was definitely definitely struggle and definitely added a lot of tension, uh, which I would really have appreciated not being there. So, speaking uh, of kind of friends and girlfriends, that type of thing cute or cringe because we are still playing um she gets anxious when you're hanging out with your friends and haven't responded to her texts Mm. is it like cute like she like you know misses you wants you is worried about you or is it cringe it's like you know let me have my guy time and like you know i I don't think it's cute or cringe i think it's i think anxiety is like something that you have to really like really deal with um especially as like a couple uh anxiety is always going to be there and it's it's a, a communication like like uh the thing is is that like what i found like from my old relationship was all it takes is a text saying hey just i'm out right now just was thinking about you was thinking about you those three words are going to save your life was thinking about hey just like oh i saw this like like i heard this joke that i thought you would like that's four words was thinking about you four Thinking, of, I was, I was, I was more thinking, yeah, thinking no, about you. We don't need it. <laughs> thinking about you. Those words will save most relationships. Um, but, but yeah, like, so the thing is that I, I, I think space and having friends that are separate from the relationship is important, and having guy time is super, super important um, for any for anybody to just you know shoot the shit with the buddies and do and do their own thing. So like, but being cognizant that there's another person that is a part of this. And I guess it also made it easier for me being in a long distance relationship that I was like, it wasn't like choosing between her and the boys. Cause the boys are all here and she wasn't here. Uh, but that definitely became an issue later on when she was here and they didn't necessarily want to hang out, but. Okay. She doesn't seem to care or try to understand what you do for work. Like, I, I need interest and, and banter. And like, the thing is they need to ask questions about like, cause I'm going to be given addition out questions, like being really interested. And if they're not, if they're not coming back with anything, um, then I don't, I don't think this is going to work out because then they're probably just thinking about what they want to say instead of what yeah. I'm saying and actively participating in the conversation. Right. Uh, but that being said, my job is really weird and, and it's hard to kind of define, um, and definitely aren't definitely aren't for a lot of people who aren't necessarily in the Jewish space or in the gaming space or anything like that. So uh, I wouldn't I wouldn't fault you for not really knowing because some days I don't even know what I do. So <laughs> shooter cringe. She couples falling in love on birthright. I think it's cute. And it, I mean, it's just it's such a romantic place. You know, that's the whole point of the trip is to make Jewish babies. So it's like. I, I think anytime that you're on a, anytime you're on a Jewish trip and you and you find somebody or, or doing a Jewish experience and you find another Jewish person to you know spend some time with, uh, I think it's I think it's always cute. Yeah. All right. Last one. She tells you she never met a nice Jewish boy like you before. <laughs> um, I think it's cute. I like the, I like being uh you know unique and whatever. Nice the, the thing is, is that I, I feel like. I feel like the way, like it, the thing is, is that I I prefer if they have met another nice Jewish boy so that I can prove that I'm nicer, and uh, ah. uh, you know, so it's like I I, I like I like the comparison because I mean I I'd put myself next to up against anybody 
for for that title like i said at the top of the show but uh like i don't know it's just it's not a competition either <laughs> so it's just like I, I treat people the way i want to be treated and and i would hope that they would do the same so um yeah so the, uh, the, the last question, or last, it's not cute or cringe, but we ask this to all of our guests. What is your definition of a schmuck boy? A schmuck boy. I mean, I, I think it's it, like, I mean, he's definitely an AAPI, definitely GBT, you know, in, in, in one of the, I, I was an AAPI. So I mean, Sammy. S- Sammy, that's a good one too. We didn't have that in my school. Uh, I was an AAPI. Uh, so I definitely know a lot of these guys. They're, they're the guys that come up to you and they're like, you know, they're, they're, they're not thinking with their Jewish head. They're thinking with their other head. Um, and they're, they're not they're They might start talking to you about camp and doing Jewish geography. And, but like the, they'll quickly stop, you know, coming, coming around that. end. I mean, the thing is some people like the schmuck boy, like some people and more power to you, you know, if that's, if that's your thing, by all means, you know, like if you like a guy that's an asshole and do your thing, but, um, but they're, they're just, they, they don't have the right intentions uh, and they definitely need to mature. So they're, they're those guys that are like, you know, looking for the, looking for that quick hit of, of serotonin and dopamine and trying to get the, uh, instead of the long-term play, which I think is like through my time, I've figured out is not the right idea. Yeah. Accurate statement. Well, thank you so much for coming on. My Always pleasure. Thank you for having me. This was so fun. And now officially you're a dating expert. Oh, let's go. Can I put that on my LinkedIn? Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, why Jewish, Jewish, Jewish dating influencer. Um, <laughs> yes, love to see it. Love to hear. And where can everyone find you? If they want uh, to contact you. Uh, yeah, so uh, my TikTok is at Offie's Burner. Um, and then I also manage the at lost tribe TikTok. We post a lot of Jewish content. So if, uh, and we're going to be actually doing some Jewish e-dating stuff soon. So stay tuned for that. That's going to be exciting. Love to hear it. Awesome. All right. Schmuck boys out. Cause you're just a schmuck boy. You're just a schmuck boy. That's right. Another, another smart boy Cause you're just a smart boy You're just a